Yeah. Well, welcome, guys. We've made it. It's been a long journey, but here we are. Okay. Come on. Anybody care about that? All right. Cool. All right. I want to read this over us tonight. Um, So just close your eyes and um, just receive this. Be in a posture to receive it. Just be ready. Ready to hear. Open ears. Open mind. Open heart. Ready to be just deposited into supernaturally. Lord, our ears are open. Speak to us, God. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Even the deep things of God. Like the surface things of God, those things are probably pretty profound. But the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. And so while we stand here and pray that we would have open ears and we would have open eyes and we would have open minds to hear what God would say to us, we have the Spirit in our midst, ready to reveal to us the deep things of God that are far beyond even our ability to ask or understand. And so God, tonight we approach you not with the limitations of our own human capacity, but we come before you recognizing that you have the supernatural ability to illuminate wisdom inside of us that's far beyond anything that we could ever conceive of in our own humanity. And those are the kinds of things, God, that we're ready for, that we're wanting, that we're hoping for, more of you, a deeper revelation of you that flows out of a deep connection, a father-initiated connection, that you loved us so much that you called us back to yourself. You desire for us to know you. This isn't something that we have to come and beg for. But you're here among us. Your spirit is here among us, ready and willing to dispense supernatural understanding of the fullness of the realities of the seen realm, but also the unseen things. So God, we're open to you tonight. Our hands, our lives, our minds, our hearts are open to you. So Spirit, speak to us in a way that is far beyond anything that we could ever imagine or dream of in our own ability. We love you, God. We love you. Thank you for loving us first. Now, I just want you to listen for a second. He's far beyond our circumstance. 
is way bigger than our skepticism. He overcomes our pain. He's bigger than our shame. He's opening us to a new way of living. God, we thank you for your good heart for us. God, thank you that when we come in here tonight, we don't have to perform. We don't have to strive. We don't have to prove anything. We don't have to hide under our shame. Because God, we're standing on the foundation of your love for us. And then we stand side by side, loving one another as you have first loved us, unconditionally, eternally graceful, full of mercy. God, thanks for allowing us to just be welcome here. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we may understand what God has freely given us. Amen. Take a seat. So tonight, five of us are coming up and we're just bringing a single word. Um, and uh, then we'll talk about that word for a little bit and how it applies to what God is doing in this current season and what he's leading us into, what we're stepping into together. And so the word that I'm bringing us tonight is the word creativity. And I'm not just talking about like the kind of creativity we think about when we think about art and paint and music and those kinds of things. I'm talking about a supernatural creativity that helps us move beyond the veil that separates our understanding and our reality from the supernatural reality that God desires for us to access on a regular basis. In 2 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And my prayer is that this space that this place would be a place where the veil is increasingly thin. And that we as a people would be people who are experiencing God more and more accurately and more and more finely because the veil has been removed through what Jesus has done for us. And the reality that God wants to reunite us with him, that he wants to reconcile all creation with himself, that his heart is a heart of redemption for all things and all people everywhere and everything that has ever been made. That that reality would be coming through us because we are accessing supernatural creativity that gives us the ability to see through the veil that separates the natural and the supernatural and we would begin living in the supernatural reality that God has stored up for us and is so benevolent to allow us to experience and step more and more into in increasing measures. And as we've been moving into this season, it's been really, really amazing to see how God 
is allowing us to step into supernatural creativity. Even last Sunday at SAC, our last Sunday there, I was standing in worship, and all of a sudden, as we're standing there singing these songs, I just begin having this kind of flood of vision for the people around me. Like, I'm watching Ryan and Nick play on stage, and like God is giving me pictures for them, and I'm looking around at the people in the room, and God is like giving me these pictures of what he has stored up for them. And so when I talk about creativity, when I say that is a word for us in this next season, I'm talking about that creativity that gives us the eyes to see like God sees and gives us a heart to feel like God feels. That is what supernatural creativity is all about. And one of the things that I think is pertinent to us tonight is the reality that creativity takes space. If you're going to write a song, you have to get away to the quiet place. If you're going to paint a picture, you have to spend some time in the studio. If you're going to birth a creative work, it's going to take you getting away and having some space. The same is true in the supernatural realm. Like we have this space here and it's our hope that God would stir things in us that allows us to experience him more beautifully as we use this space to connect with him. But the same thing is true for you as an individual. In order for us to step into the fullness of what God has for us, in order for us to know his voice so that we can step into the supernatural creativity that he has for us, it means that each of us in our lives individually on a daily basis daily basis have to make space because creativity takes space and when we take that space it gives us the ability to reach into heaven and see what heaven is like and pull it down to earth and make earth look like the goodness of the perfection of God's intention for us and that's what supernatural creativity is Yesterday, our worship leaders were in the space, and we prayed together, and then we moved throughout the space, praying together and singing throughout the space. As we went from one room to the next, God was just giving me these, like, really clear pictures. I walked into the green room back here, which is the space where we gather in before this time to pray and where we kind of put our stuff and store all of our things. But a lot of conversation takes place there. And when I walked into that space, immediately I just had these words of loving truth. An exhortation that every word that's spoken there would be calling us up. And then I turned around the corner here and I immediately just like began weeping like tears were running down my face. Because I just had this like overwhelmingly strong word from the Lord of supernatural hospitality. Like I started crying because I was picturing people like making food for the people who are showing up here. Like brewing coffee but in a way that is so supernatural that something happens in what they're doing is that it creates a space for people to come in and know that they are welcomed, not just by us, but by the God of the universe. Supernatural hospitality. I walked into this room right here, and right when I walked into it, like God just showed me healed people. Like the the conversations that would take place in that room, just on the other side of this mural, would lead to people being radically healed. I walk through the space, and every time I walk through a space, like God just gave me this really clear picture. <coughs> I walked into the storage room, and the phrase came, order that brings power. Order that brings power. 
just like the people who are doing operational stuff here, the people who are giving their time and energy and effort to make all this stuff happen, that they would be operating so much in the supernatural that they would be connected with God so deeply that everything that they do would bring order to our environment and our activities and our plans and our program so that we get out of the way and God can do what he wants to do in his power. There were a lot of stuff, a lot of of stuff. It was all really good. But those are the kinds of things that I think God has for us. I'm going to end with this. Um, And it's just another example of this. So after we walked through the space, we got together over there in the corner. I said, did anybody see anything that they want to share? And Landon said, I just saw all of us as worship leaders as windows. That we would be windows to the presence of God. People have built up these walls in their life. And God wants to use us to put windows in the walls that people built up so that they can then see through that window and see God on the other side of it. And that the light of God would like burst through that window and overcome the walls that we've all built up. Because the kingdom comes through creativity. And that's why tonight it's important to me that we embrace creativity. Because kingdom is about seeing what doesn't exist. And so we access the heart of God. And we bring, we bring to life the things that don't currently exist. Let's close our eyes one more time. And Lord, we just, again, we trust you. We trust you to just give us a picture of what you want us to see right now. Whether that's about our life or this space or this church Whatever it might be, God, we just, want a, we just want a word from you. We want a picture from you. Each person right now, individually, where we are, you know exactly where we are. You know exactly what we need to hear. So, God, just break down our stony walls. Burst, burst your light into us. Show us a picture. As I was praying this week, for a, for a word for us in this new season. God just gave me the word joy. And how there's so much strength through the joy we have in him. It says in Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. And send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. In this passage, they're celebrating what the Lord has done. And they're saying, invite other people into it. And may the joy that we have because of what God has done be our strength that carries us, carries us on. And as I, was, as I woke up today and just, I just hasn't gone for a picture of what tonight is. And he showed me it's a feast. It's a taste of the things that are to come. It's a taste of how good he is in the present and how faithful he's been in the past to bring us to this point. And those are the choice foods that he's preparing for us to walk into. And even right now, we're tasting. Even right now, in this very second, we're tasting his choice food. And God showed me that, you know, in this new season that we're, we're coming into as a, as a church, as individuals, you know, there is going to be so many incredible mountains that we climb together. That we, we see the top and we see the sun and we see the future 
and we see where we've come from. But there's also valleys to that. There's also climbing that has to happen. And things that we're going to go through. We're going to, you know, we're going to grieve together, guys. We're going to go through things together. We're going to cry together in this place. We're going to hurt together. That's inevitable because of our separation from Christ and the world that we live in. But when God told me that, I was like, okay. And he told me joy. That we have to cling to joy. That joy has to be our strength that sustains us onto the next thing. When we question everything. When we question why do why do we have a building? Why do we need a building? Why do why is why is the church? Why is there this? Why is there that? Why, who am I? Even today, I was thinking, who am I to to hear from the Lord? And there was such a, a massive confirmation that happened in the six p.m. of the words that we're all sharing tonight. And I was like, who am I to be able to share these things and to hear from Him? And I just thanked him and I said, thank you, God. Thank you that I know you. Thank you that I love you and you know me. And it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 8, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him. And you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your salvation of your faith. And that's what I see for us in this season, an inexpressible joy. In the first service, God gave me a a picture of our bodies actually just this illuminating light. There's so much joy that we've never experienced or seen before. Like take, take the mental image that you have of how much joy your body can contain and multiply that. You know, just like God wants to walk us into more love, he wants to walk us into more joy. That we're going to smile bigger than ever before. We're going to dance harder than ever before. We're going to love stronger than ever before. There's going to be embraces in this place. They're going to break chains because of the joy that exudes from within us onto another person. And so, yeah, so that's, that's what's going to sustain us in this season, guys. I just ask us to cling to that scripture. This inexpressible and glorious joy that we're having, our Lord will be our strength. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go into community time. It's also our, our giving in the boxes there. So let's bow our heads. God, we praise you that this is the day that you have made, that we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you for every heart that you have made in this place. Every breath that you created in this place. Every hand, every foot, every mouth, every physical ability to praise you, to project and proclaim who you are in this place. We declare that our hearts will be filled with your joy. God, when it's hard, when we want to give in, Father, may your joy sustain us. May your joy be our strength because of what you've done. God, we thank you for what you've done. What you will do. We thank you that you've brought us home. 
Yeah, I declare an abundance of joy over myself and every person here. And that joy be so contagious that it shifts atmospheres. That that agent of change that we talk about naturally happens because of the joy that is happening within our hearts because of who you are. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, us being here took the effort of a lot of people. So if in the last few weeks you've spent some time here doing stuff, please stand up. Come on. Stay, stay standing. Please stay standing. Stay standing. Please, please stay standing. Yeah. Grace and Nathan and Rob and Jen and so many people made that, are beginning to make that cafe space out front, like, awesome. So thanks, you guys, for doing that. Landon's been here all week working on sound, and Jesse and Chris have been working on lights. Joel made this wonderful art contribution to our space. And I know so many of you have just been present to do whatever it is that needs to be done. Um, And so many of you have contributed to make all of this happen. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. But none of this would be possible without the work of Rachel and Melissa. So thank you to both of them. Yeah. So now with word number three, you may be seated. Welcome, Janae Shirley. Thank you, thank you. Hi, family. We're here. We're home. Uh, so my word tonight is belonging. Um, so I heard, uh, I went to a mental health conference a few weeks ago, and I heard this guy talk about how if the majority of people who sought out mental health, professional help for like depression, anxiety, whatever, you name it, Um, the majority of those people actually wouldn't need to seek out help if the church was doing its job and creating a place to belong and creating a place to be known. Actually wrote a paper, if we were actually operating in our true relationship of what God created us to operate in, in in the depth and fighting for one another, counselors probably wouldn't need to exist because we'd be asking the hard questions. We'd be processing with people. And I just believe tonight that... You know, we wanted to become a family, and the Lord gave us a home. And he's like, all right, it's time to become a family. And I, I met this guy. Um, he's 14 years old this week. I was on an outreach for the healing ministry that I work with. And I was sitting there talking to him and listening to his story, and he was showing me his battle wounds of him getting shot by a bullet and the bullet sweeping right across his head, and he almost, like, didn't live. Um, and he was telling me that he actually joined a gang when he was 11 years old. And when you listen to his story, I met his parents, and his parents are physically there, but they are by no means there. And I'm like, man, the, the height, the depth, the cost that this 11-year-old, who doesn't even have the capacity to make that kind of decision at 11 years old, would do anything to simply belong, to be known, to be fought for. And I'm like, God, let the church set the standard for what it's like to be fought for, to belong. Yeah, you can clap to that. 
but it's costly. Um, he was talking about how he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'll be here for a year. But the second that I get out, they're going to know. And they're going to come after me. And they're going to they're gonna fight for me. And I'm like, God, I was getting all this revelation. Like, Lord, that's what covenant looks like. We fight for each other. And we're like, where you go, I go. You belong here. Your destiny is found within a family. And I just believe that there's so many people that are craving. They're like, I need help. They're struggling with depression and anxiety and all these things. And it's like, no, you just need to be known. You just need someone to sit and listen to you. You need a family room to let your hair down, to take your shoes off and be yourself. And so, Lord, let's just open our hands. God, I ask that you show us how to live this out. This is a really great theoretical concept. But God, show us, Holy Spirit, take us by the hand and show us how to really care for people, how to fight for people and say, I'm in this forever. Jesus is praying to the Father in John 17 and he says, God, I pray that they, the church, are one as you and I are one and the world will know that you have sent me. The world will know who Jesus is by our unity by the covenant that we make and the way that we fight for one another. I had an atheist friend who actually told me when he met a bunch of my friends, he said, Janae, if there's anything that's going to make me believe in God, it's the way that your friends interact with one another. So God, I just call us to that high standard, that we don't just have meaningless hangouts, but we ask the hard questions and we fight for one another, that every person that walks into this room, even supernaturally, even if no one has said a word to them, they feel known, they feel wanted, they feel accepted, celebrated. Lord, I pray for the lies that are lingering upon people saying, nobody wants you. You're not wanted. You're not accepted. You're not known. I just break those off in Jesus' name. And I declare that you were made for a deep sense of community. And you were made to belong. And you were made to give and receive love. And that is where our joy comes from. Our joy is relational. We grow in joy and we deplete in joy according to the way that we are accepted and known and loved and wanted. So Holy Spirit, pour out your joy as we grow in joy with one another and with the communion of your fellowship. Show us how to do this day to day, God. The answer is not necessarily in a small group or in this method. It's the day to day decisions that we make. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your family room where we can be ourselves. We don't need to be anybody else. Thank you, Lord. I heard a woman recently um, talk about how in in the nation, the, the battle over abortion, uh, pro-choice, pro-life, that whole thing really comes down to a, a, a debate about at what point, uh, like, a seed becomes a human life and then she heard the Lord speak to her and say he brought up the stories from the gospels of like when the angel of the Lord comes to Zechariah and says your wife is gonna 
conceive a child and she had been barren all this time. And then sure enough, she gives birth to John the Baptist and then the angel of the Lord goes to Mary and said, you're gonna be with child and his name will be Jesus. And sure enough, she becomes pregnant. And the Lord spoke to her and, and reminded her of those stories. And he was essentially pointing out at what point is my word implanted in you become alive? There's so many people that they wouldn't believe that it was a word from God until it was birthed, until it came out, until it came to fruition. But the word declared by God to us over our lives, a word of identity, a promise from God, as soon as it's spoken from God, from the heavens and released to the earth, it becomes alive and it becomes a little baby inside of us. And so when we receive these things as from God and as alive, we care for it in a new way. Because a person, a human, can be pregnant and just ignore it. And then maybe that child will live or maybe it won't. But when we, when we take this thing and we, we say thank you, God, and we receive it and we believe it and we just start to um, care for it and then carry it through to the birth, um, that's when we're stepping into our call. Um, so my word for tonight is push because I feel like there's a lot of people that have been carrying a baby, have been carrying a promise of God. And again, whether that's like a personal promise of, of you know, God saying, I'm going to give you this, or you're going to step into this, or it's a promise of identity, a declaration from God of your identity, of who you are, what he's speaking into you and what he has been speaking into you. That word is alive and you need to carry it through and birth it. So I'm declaring to you, push, push out this word, push out this thing, bring it into the world, carry it through to completion and then start raising it. And there's a dual meaning with this word too. Because sometimes in worship, you may see me move around or do little things. And usually that's intentional. And sometimes the intentionality is just like, I just want to move. But a lot of times it's like I try and just visualize what I would be doing in front of God. And just in the spirit and sensing where that's going. And just go with the flow of, of what I feel like God's doing. Just following the Holy Spirit. And sometimes, if you ever see me just like go like that, it's because I'm seeing all of the opposition to the things in front of me, the things that God's declared over my life. And I'm seeing those things with, with my mind, with my heart, with my spirit. And I'm seeing the shield of faith. And I'm leaning in and I'm pushing against it because there's so much stuff that's in front of us that's not from God. Those things that are resisting, those things that are standing in front of you and saying the opposite of what God said about you, saying the opposite of what God's spoken for your life, for your destiny, those things that are saying the opposite, 
Those are to make you stronger as you push against them, as you break through them, as you crush them, you know? So, yeah. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just feel like that's, there's so much peace to that for a lot of you because it's just confirming what was inside of you from the beginning. And the second he spoke that to you and you received it and you were bold enough to believe it, but you had a world around you telling you not to, but it was in you already. He created you to believe and to press in. And so I just reaffirm that over your life, your boldness and your strength. You're created on purpose. Everybody here is so valuable and so wonderful and so golden and so strong. But I just call that up inside of you, the strength and the boldness to carry it through till its birth, to keep on pushing and to not give up because everybody to your left and your right is in this with you. We're all in this together and we're all pushing until it comes in. We're going to push through the walls of this reality until they break down and all of heaven rushes in. Little by little, as much as we've been given and as much as we know how to steward, we're going to walk that out. Whether it's a simple prophetic word or healing somebody or just whatever the thing is, even this, even this building, this building was promised to us. God spoke this to us. We had this, that we'd be moving into a building over a year ago, the book of Haggai, and we just believed. We received it and we believed and that's what today is. Today is a celebration day of a birthday, of multiple birthdays. But yeah, so thank you, Lord. As we, uh, as we continue walking towards the Lord's table, as we prepare ourselves for Holy Communion, I want us to take a moment and allow the Lord to utilize our divine imaginations. We talked about this a lot in our community but there's a way of us coming to the Word of God where it becomes a little bit more about than just analysis and collecting facts and even memorizing scriptures. It, it, it invites us to step past the things that we've read time and again and to open ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate things to us there that God desires to speak to us as individuals. And so I'm going to read a passage of scripture that the Lord gave me on Thursday when I was, when I was uh, meditating on this word unity. Unity is the word that I desire to offer to you this evening. And as I was meditating on this, I, I just I felt this, this beautiful image of, of what it looks like to have unity between creator and creation. And then a couple hours later, a dear friend of mine sends me the exact same passage of scripture saying, this is supposed to be for our church. This is something the Lord is speaking to us. And, and don't you just love when the Lord brings those things together like that? That it can seem so general, but it becomes so personal in that moment because he's met us in his word. And so I'm going to pray, and we're just going to step into a time with the Lord for him to illuminate this passage from Ephesians to us. And I pray that God will speak to you in ways that you understand him, in ways that might actually surprise you. Do you believe that you're, you're, you're allowed to be surprised by the Lord in the way that he speaks to you, in the way that he reveals himself to you? And for some of you, it might be a word that he highlights for you. For other people, it might be that he gives you some sort of an image. But we're not in a rush. We're, we, we're not in a rush. We're here. We're in this moment. 
We're in the presence of the divine. And he wants to impress himself upon each, each one of us. And so let me pray. We'll step into this. I just invite you to close your hands and, and open, or close your eyes and open your hands as a, just a symbol of, of a posture of receiving from him. Heavenly Father, would you send your spirit to each of us right now? Right now, Lord, open our ears to hear the beautiful, your beautiful voice. Open our eyes to see you move, to see the things that you would desire for us to see in the heavenly realms. Open our minds to receive that knowledge that is unknowable about the height and the depth and the length and the width of the love that is Christ Jesus. And open our hearts that we might receive your truth. We might be drawn into your embrace and encounter you there in the place of unity, of togetherness. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. As I was praying earlier, the Lord gave me an image from my childhood when I, when I lived in Michigan. And if any of you have lived up north, you know the overwhelming um, occupation it is to, to unsheathe yourself from the elements in the winter when you're coming in for a cup of hot chocolate. And you have to peel off layer after layer of things that your mother's wrapped you in to protect you from the elements and all of the dangers that exist in southeast Michigan. But you spend a good half an hour taking off hats and gloves and second gloves and scarves and your overcoat and then your, your coveralls and then your sweaters and eventually you get down to where it's just a white t-shirt and your thermals and then you're finally able to come to the table. My little brother, my youngest brother, he was the one who's like the boy in the Christmas story. He wears like the onesie and he walks around like the Star of David all the time. But the Lord gave me this image and he reminded me that we have to peel off the layers when we come to the table. We have to peel off the layers, the good layers, the layers that protect us and guide us and give us, give us purpose, put us in places where we're able to be effective and to enjoy life. But when he invites us to the table... He invites us to peel off the layers. And I was thinking about that when we we're talking about this word of unity and we're stepping into this time of holy communion, that when God bids us to come to this table, he wants to peel back all of the layers, all of the things that separate us from him. 
And it's what he's accomplished for us in Christ Jesus. That through the work of the cross, in the death and resurrection of our Messiah, our King Jesus, creator and creation can be brought back into union. And not only that, but creation to creation can celebrate togetherness. Celebrate being brought together in one Lord, one Spirit, one baptism, one God the Father who is above all and through all and in You see, when we come to the table, when we hear the voice of our Father bidding us to come and to sup with Him, we're participating in that divine union. Because it peels back all of the things that would seek to divide us. All of our titles and our roles. All of the expectations that are heaped upon us by the world. All of the things that we're trying to live up to, even our passions and our gifts, God peels them back for that moment. (laughs) Because what he desires for us is to come to the table and to sit with him. And at the very core of who we are, when everything else is peeled back, he gives us the one word that matters. You are my beloved. You're my beloved. It's not in what you do. It's not in your titles, it's not in your roles, it's not in the expectations. It's you are my beloved. So we're going to come to the Lord's table together to be unified in him, to meet our maker, to see the place where the divine is brought into full accordance with the flesh, with the physical. And so I'm going to invite you to stand. I'm going to invite the volunteers to come forward. And we're going to have two stations, one to my right and one to my left. And I pray that as you come forward with every step, the Lord reveals to you a layer that he wants to peel off just for the moment. Your passions and your gifts, your desires, the things you struggle with, the things that you celebrate, the things that have been spoken over you, the things that you have spoken to others, that you're able to lay all of those things aside in this moment, step by step as you approach the table and to hear him call you beloved. Nothing more and nothing less. So Heavenly Father, as we position ourselves to come to you, to come to your table to experience you, to encounter you, to be transformed by you. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others. And most importantly, as we learn to forgive ourselves. Give us rest, Lord. Take from us the burdens and the expectations that we've brought in with us. Teach us how to lay them aside at your doorstep that we can approach your table and to sup with you and to hear you call us beloved. That that word that rests within the the depths of who we are is the only word that matters in this moment. So Father, I ask your anointing upon this bread and this wine as symbols of your body and blood shed for us and inviting us into new life 
that they would be the transformative site of your grace as we practice resurrection in anticipation of its fullness, as we practice unity with you in anticipation of its fullness, Lord, because we believe that in the end you will get what you want. The creator will be united with creation and that all creation will exist in shalom, peace with itself. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the honor it is to come to you. We pray all of these things in the strong name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes, God. Purify us. God, all the peripheral things, all the hangers on, God, just purify us. Bring us life, God. God, we just speak out these words again that we would access creativity, the supernatural heart of God, ready to manifest the fruit of the Spirit and our daily reality around us. God, we declare the word joy over us tonight, that we would be people no matter the circumstance, no matter what's going on, God, that we find joy in Jesus. We take hold of the word family, that we would love one another well, that we would champion each other, and that as a result of our relationships with one another, we're called into a greater expression of the fullness of who it is that you desire for us to be. God, we say yes to being people who just push out the things that you're stirring inside of us, that we would birth Jesus to the world. God, that the things that are pregnant inside of us and gestating and growing, God, that we would allow those things to see the light of day. That we would live in faithfulness and that we would live in faith. And God, we say yes to unity, the unity of your church, the unity of your people. God, we trust you. We trust you to lead as you want to lead. And God, I pray that you would give us the wisdom to say yes to you. So God, we love you and we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this place and we commission it all for you. In Jesus' name, amen.